everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today, Joshua talks about the unconditional life compared to the conditional life. So the unconditional life would be one where you are not swayed by what's happening in your outside reality. You realize it's a reflection of who you're being and how you're being inside. And so the conditions that exist can't make you feel anything. You're either choosing to use those conditions as your excuse to feel good or bad. But in reality, those conditions are simply the reflection of your vibration and your vibration is your communication about how you see yourself to the universe and the universe responds with this reality. So something happens, well, it's just there to show you how you're being. If it's something you think is negative and bad, well, it's pointing out a limiting belief. If it's something you think is good and right, well, it's showing you that things are good and right and you have beneficial beliefs. A conditional life, which is what everyone else lives in, is one where they perceive that the conditions themselves cause them to feel something. They think if something bad happens, that's the reason they feel bad. Or if something happens that's good, that's the reason they feel good. So therefore, they have no control over how they feel. They're just interpreting the conditions, trying to control those conditions rather than control the perception of themselves and their own feelings in that way. If you want to become a deliberate creator, you have to get out of the conditional life and into the unconditional life. The, the unconditional life is this new approach to life. It's a life of love and acceptance and neutrality and truth. And the conditional life is the life of the illusion, of fear, of not resistance, you know, not accepting what's going on. And while we've been programmed to believe that you have the, you know, the conditions can make you feel something, it is not true. So we're all moving from this idea that the conditions make us feel something to an idea that we control how we feel by our perspective. And if we feel bad, we know it's limiting beliefs and we work on those limiting beliefs. We process them. We analyze the fear. We're not swayed by our fears. We're not acting on urges to change conditions and all that. This is what's taught in the boot camp. We have a new boot camp starting on Monday, March 28th. Uh, if you want to get more information about that, just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. I promise you, if you take a look at what the boot camp is and even look at what all the other people have said about the boot camp, which the primary thing they say is, I can't imagine not having done the boot camp. The boot camp is this thing that can move you from this perspective that you have now, this block of beliefs that you have now that are limiting to far more empowering set of beliefs. It takes you out of that illusion and so much more into the truth. And you really uncover what's been keeping you limited. So if there's any area in your life that's not satisfactory right now, it's because you have these limiting beliefs in that area. And so the boot camp shows you exactly how to process it. There's so much work that we do. It's an experience. It's an eight-week experience. And, you know, words don't teach. You can listen to podcasts and watch videos and read books. That's wonderful. But really the work to shift your Limiting beliefs to empowering beliefs is what changes everything in your reality. This is what everyone says. There's hundreds of incredible uh, testimonials on the website. You can take a look at those. But if you send me an email, I'll send you the nuts and bolts of it, or we'll set up a call, and I'll explain the whole thing to you in detail. So we have until Monday or so to get started. So if you're hearing this now, you have time. Send me an email to garybodley.gmail.com and I'll send you all the information. So enjoy this episode and have a wonderful week. Bye. We are thrilled to be here. Hello, Joshua. Hello. Hi, Joshua. Hi. Hi, Joshua. By now you've realized that there are two ways to approach life. 
And we call that a life of love and acceptance or a life of fear and control. And another way to look at this is it's a conditional life or an unconditional life. And what you're here to do is explore this idea of an unconditional life, unconditional love, unconditional acceptance, where you see everything is perfect as it is, and you have faith that everything is working out for you and nothing's happening to you. The unconditional approach to life is the life that accesses, engages, and aligns with all the forces of the universe, all the laws of attraction, all the laws that govern this reality and the mechanism of physical reality itself. An unconditional life means that you are not swayed by the conditions that exist. You are moving with those conditions, you are leading into the conditions, you are seeing the conditions from the higher perspective, and you are accepting the conditions that exist in the moment. You're not trying to change them or control them or wish they were different. You are seeing that those conditions are not outside of you, that they are in fact you yourself, that you are not the isolated individual at the center of your reality, but you're your entire reality. Those who are living a conditional experience are swayed by what they think is good, what they think is bad, if something happens, it's good, they'll feel good. If something happens, it's bad, they'll feel bad. Now, those conditions were programmed into each and every one of you all of your life from the time you're ready to understand what people were saying and how they were being and what you were feeling. And in each day of your life, you might have been programmed to believe that certain things were good and certain things were bad, that you had to be good, you had to avoid being bad. And in this process, you developed a way of being that was conditional. So if the conditions were good, you felt good. And if they were bad, you felt bad. You did not have control over how you felt because you were always swayed by those conditions. Those conditions, however, were always a reflection of the judgment system that you had, the belief system that you carried along with you, and the programming that you adopted along your way. All of this is right. All of it is good. It's all fine. There's nothing wrong with this at all. However, living conditionally means that you will be living a life of suffering and pain and discontentment and dissatisfaction because how your reality looks to you is that from the perspective of the victim. It's a very limited reality. And this affects you in many ways. When something bad happens, you react by dipping down into the stream of consciousness and receiving urges to control the conditions and then acting on those urges to explore the inauthentic version of you that will never get you what you truly want. And you will always go for these ideals that you have in your mind. If I get this, then I'll feel good. If I get this, then I'll feel good. If I don't get it, then I won't feel good. If it's not coming to me, then I will not feel happy until it comes. And if it seems like it's not coming, I'll use that as my excuse to feel bad. I'll use that as my excuse to condemn my current conditions, to wish they were different. And it will reinforce your belief of yourself as the victim. And this is certainly a valuable exploration. It's the, it's the exploration of the inauthentic version of you. And as you can see, it's an exploration of fear. If you've had enough exploration of fear in your life, then it's time for you to alter your perspective and change the way you approach life from conditional to unconditional. But that means you'll have to reassess everything you think you know. You'll have to look at every belief, not just your limiting beliefs, but your beneficial beliefs too. Now, your beneficial beliefs are wonderful because they allow you to move forward and they allow you to be at ease and joy with the life that you're living. And they are responsible for all the wonderful things you've created in your life, but they are still limiting because if you think that something is good and you strive for this thing, well, you'll be striving for something you lack. And in that striving for something you lack, you are really exploring the inauthentic version of you. 
you are not allowing yourself to fully realize who you truly are because you're off chasing something that's a distraction based on what you lack. It's all based on the fear that you do have not have this thing. And without this thing, you can't feel good or happy or content or satisfied with your life. It is not true. And so we say, go a step further. It's wonderful that you've been processing all your limiting beliefs and proving to yourself that they're false. But now you can also look at your beliefs about what you think is good and right and worthy and suitable and reassess those ideas. What you think is good is unique to you. Someone in another part of the world might think the same exact thing is bad. And so you can see that that perspective is subjective. It's based on what you've been taught is good. What you think will set you free. What you think will lead to abundance. What you think will lead to the life that you want to live, a good life. But all of that is just a a representation of a form of control that's been assigned to you so that it would keep you in line with the rest of society because they don't want any outliers. They don't want anyone to be different. They don't want anyone to change the status quo. They want you to be productive and be a cog in the machine and don't make any waves. Don't rock the boat. But you've come here to rock this boat. You've come here to make waves. You've come here to try new things. You've come here to explore a brand new approach to life. If you explored the unconditional approach to life of love and acceptance, then you would accept the conditions that exist now. You wouldn't sell for those conditions, but you would say, those conditions are a representation of the vibration that I'm offering now and have been offering for a while. And they've culminated into this reality that I experience right now. That's fine. That reality that I'm experiencing now is based on a belief system that I had yesterday and in my past and of actions that I have taken to move me to another level of awareness. Now, when you realize that all of those actions were based in your need to get something that you don't have, and they were all effort and struggle, and they never lead you to any more control over this reality, you can give all that up and you can unconditionally accept the conditions that exist now. And then you work on your perception of those conditions. You say, I think this is good. I think this is good. I think it's good. Not because this is what society said is good, but it's because my inner self perceives it as good. And that's the only reason that I think it's good. My inner self sees this as right and sees this as valuable and sees this as interesting and knows that this is part of my ongoing evolution to discover who I truly am. And so the conditions are right now. I'm going to see myself from a higher perspective. And when I do, my vibration raises and the the reality that is conforming to this higher level of being is brought forth into my life. I understand that each time that I take a step forward in inspiration by pushing past fear, I see myself from an even higher perspective. Therefore, my vibration also raises again. And so if I can do this more consistently, and if I can consider that my entire reality is me, and that all I have to do is enhance my connection to everything in my reality, then my vibration will continue to rise. And I'll get led along this journey of self-discovery to discover things I did not know about myself. And one of the things that you don't know about yourself is that you can live unconditionally. You can live free, you can live abundantly, you can live joyously in the life that you have now. When you raise those feelings, 
the intensity of those positive feelings of appreciation and gratitude and, and calmness, well, then you do not bounce around from positive emotion to negative emotion and back again. You don't go from excitement to sorrow in the same day. You don't modulate that frequency of your vibration up and down and up and down and up and down like a roller coaster. You stabilize it. And in a stable place of emotion where you understand who you truly are, you are simply calm. And with that calmness, you're able to think clearly about the reality that's presenting itself to you. When you can see that, no, that isn't a bad thing. That isn't happening to me. I'm not a victim to those person's words or their behavior or anything outside of me. I am resolute in my opinion of myself, regardless of what's happening in the outside conditions. From that point of view, you will stay in alignment and in alignment, you'll receive the ideas that support you and everyone else in that situation. In the ability to stay calm and focused on the truth of this reality, you gain supernatural powers of intuition and clarity and clairvoyance and all kinds of inner senses that come online, direct communication from your inner self, empathic abilities, all these superpowers start to come in line. And this allows you to be even calmer and even more steadfast in the reality that you've created. This allows you to even, even go deeper into this reality, to see it for exactly what it is, the truth of that reality, and not be misled by the con conditional approach that was taught to you throughout your life. That conditional approach will cause you to perceive the illusion based in fear and lack and limitation that is not true. It does not resonate with you. It is not aligned with who you are. And it is not what you have come here to explore because you've explored fear enough in past lifetimes and even in this lifetime. Now you're embarking on a brave new exploration and that exploration is conducted through the unconditional acceptance of the conditions that have existed, that exist now, and that will exist in the future, knowing that you are the creator of it all. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Oh, thank you. Um, I was today uh, working on a limiting belief and I noticed that I have difficulty starting and I thought I have no inspiration at all, but I noticed also that I'm going back in time in my mind and I find other occurrences where I have the same feeling about something. And then I thought, hey, this must be the inspiration. But I don't, I don't get why I have a resistance of starting with working on the limiting beliefs because I know I will feel better afterwards. Why is the resistance there? Is it my ego? Your ego is in place to make sure that you do not embark upon anything that would lead to some form of negative emotion or suffering. Your ego does not want you to try anything new. It does not want you to change. Your ego says, I have kept you alive this far. You are alive in physical reality. You are safe. You are only safe because I have prevented you from acting that if you try something that I'm unfamiliar with as the ego, then it could lead to some unwanted condition or some negative emotion. And so let's just play it safe. Let's just not change anything. Let's just do the same old thing because that is the most likely way you will survive this life. 
And of course, that's incredibly limiting. And it's not true. Your ego just doesn't know what's ahead for you and suspects the worst. Your ego is simply trying to keep you alive, just like your heart is simply trying to keep beating and your liver is simply processing what you've been eating and what you've been drinking and how you've been living. All of these things are allowing you to live in physical reality. It's part of your survival mechanism. And so the ego perceives that this might be a dangerous activity to process limiting beliefs. Your ego will prevent you from doing anything you're inspired to do. And really the ego's job is to make sure that you're actually ready to move forward. Now, when it comes to limiting belief, what's going to happen is that by processing the limiting belief itself, you will not have that limiting belief to keep you safe. And so everyone's set of limiting beliefs are there from their perspective, keeping them safe. If they believe this thing is bad, then by believing it's bad, they perceive that they can protect themselves from this thing they think is bad. And of course, as the creator of your reality, this is never the case. But as the victim to your reality, this is always the case. So the more you think is bad and wrong, the more you complain, the more you watch the news, the more you, you wish things were different than they are. From that perspective of the victim, the more protected you are. You know too much already. Those limiting beliefs are simply limiting you. They're limiting you from living the life you intended to live. Now, that life you intended to live is far different and far less limited than the life that you're living now. It means you'll have to step out of this comfort zone, that you'll have to receive more inspiration, because every time you process a limiting belief, you open yourself up to inspiration that that limiting belief was blocking. You process that limiting belief, and now there's no filter. And so the inspiration comes to you, and then the fear will prop up because that limiting belief still exists at some form, at some intensity, but the fear is less intense because you've done the work to reduce the intensity of that limiting belief by proving to yourself that it's false. So now you have a choice to make. You're receiving the inspiration. The inspiration triggers the limiting belief. Fear pops up. Your ego is saying, don't move. Don't do anything. Don't move forward. Don't change. And so you'll have to make a choice. Are you ready to actually move forward? Are you ready to actually embrace change? Are you ready to look at things from the perspective of the creator who doesn't have the need to be protected? How would you need to be protected if you're the creator of your reality? It doesn't make sense. But because you've been living life as a victim, all of you have, all of you have listening to this call at a later date, all of you have been living life as a victim for a long time. And so to make your way from the victim for the perception of yourself as a victim to the perception of yourself as the creator requires courage to move past this fear and to act when you're inspired to act. The more you act, the more information you'll receive and the less limiting the beliefs become because there's information being added to that belief system that makes it less limiting or makes it even empowering. At first, this process can seem daunting to you because you really had never have challenged that ego mind before. You've always accepted, yeah, I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound like fun. I don't have the time or the money. What will happen if I do it? No, let's not do it. I'd rather be safe and secure and private and not go out on a limb to do this thing I'm inspired to do. I feel better if I don't put myself in some situation that's going to elicit negative emotion, because I'm a highly sensitive person. And every time I feel negative emotion, I feel terrible. So I'd rather not be put in a position 
where I face negative emotion. So then your greatest fear is this negative emotion. And when the inspiration comes to do what you know will move you forward, well, there's always the possibility that you could be led into a manifestation event that would help you discover another limiting belief, but at the same time, you would feel negative emotion. Most humans, especially those who are sensitive, are unwilling to put themselves into any situation that could give rise to a rational fear that would provoke negative emotion. So they're literally in fear of fear itself, as the great quote goes. This fear, though, which is simply limiting and has been limiting you for a long time, can easily be overcome in the moment because the the inspiration that comes and the, the action that's required in the moment is always small. It's always a little thing. When you're able to push past the fear, you'll notice that filling out the manifestation of form and processing that limiting belief is a simple, easy process. We will help you out with a little clue here that when you're filling out that form or when you're doing anything you're inspired to do, you are joined with your inner self. And so the words that you're inspired to write on that manifestation form are not simply your words that you're making up out of your brain factory. You are connected to your inner self because you're in the state of flow. It's this flow state where you are connected to your inner self. You've already pushed past the fear. Your pen is on the paper and the words that come to you are the words that are coming from your inner self. So in essence, you're channeling your inner self onto this paper and your inner self is the one writing the form. You don't have to take responsibility for it. It doesn't have to be anything other than what comes out. You don't have to make sure it's spelled properly or properly or other people could read it or any of this stuff. All you have to do is sit down and go through it and then read it back to yourself and realize, aha, that limiting belief was simply limiting. That's all it was doing. It was never true. I had believed this thing for so long. And why have I believed it for so long? Because day by day by day throughout my life, I've been programmed to believe this is good and this is bad and this is good and this is bad. And so by default, I'm not in control of my perspective on that subject. I just see it as wrong. And everyone else would see it as wrong too. They would all agree that it's wrong with you because they were programmed exactly the same way. There's no one who was programmed another way. There was no one who was programmed to live an unconditional life. You have all been programmed to live this conditional life and react to outside events. But those outside events are simply manifestation events informing you of your limiting beliefs. Wow, what power that has now. You actually have a tool to confront those limiting beliefs. You actually have a lifeline that can pull you out of this illusion of conditional love that you live in. This illusion that you lack anything, this illusion that you're the victim of your reality. This illusion is more pervasive than you can ever imagine. From our perspective, you are living in the shadows, in the darkness. But there's a light illuminating that. And there's a lifeline that's been dropped down from that light. And all of you are vibrationally ready to grab onto that lifeline. Whether you're on this call now or listening to a later date, you could not be listening to this if you were not ready to embrace another approach to life. And that lifeline are the words, everything is right. There is no wrong anywhere in the universe. That statement, which you have brought forth through your vibration of your vibrational readiness to receive it, all of you have brought forth that. You personally have brought forth that lifeline into your life. 
you personally intended to live the life that you've lived up until this point so that you could be vibrationally ready for that lifeline to come through. Now, that lifeline contradicts everything you were programmed to believe. You were programmed to believe right and wrong, good and bad. This lifeline comes down and says, everything is right. There is no wrong. The exact opposite of what you were taught to believe. How could this be true, Joshua? How could everything be right and nothing be wrong? It's true because your perspective is limited. It's focused on this human body and this human life that you have, this isolated life of the victim. The victim needs to control the conditions. And so you see a war in a far off land and you say, that country is wrong for invading and everyone else is right for supporting the other side. And if you could, you'd wave your magic wand and you would say, I end this war. But you're not looking at it from the higher perspective. You don't understand what's really going on here. You don't understand the vibrational frequency that's building and building and building to coalesce into this conflict. You won't know what's going to happen in the future as a result of this conflict, but you could look at it now from the higher perspective. And you could say that, yes, I think war is wrong and I think peace is good. But what you have to understand is that there was built up frustration and disagreements and belief systems over the past hundred years that have formed the reality and the world that exists right now with all the countries and the powers that be and the political structures and all these things where everything is moving from control and limitation to freedom. And so freedom is marching forward. And there's these pockets that are resisting the freedom. And without a conflict such as this, these pockets of limitation cannot be exposed for what they are. Now, 100 years ago, if you saw Russia invading Ukraine or any other country, this would be a completely different conversation. Those people who are being invaded They didn't like their government anymore. They didn't have any possibility of any other freedoms. It didn't matter to them if Russia was the government or Ukraine was the government. It didn't matter. They were living subsistent, limited lives, farming and getting enough to get by. And they had no big hopes and dreams or any experience with desire. They had no way of knowing which side was going to be beneficial for them. And so they may have just acquiesced to the attackers and gone on with it and be assimilated into this larger country. From their perspective, this could have been a good thing. Fast forward to today, those who are now being attacked have experienced what the freedom is. They experience what the possibilities of being overtaken by a communist country are. They know where they rather live, and they will fight and defend their right to their freedom. And the rest of the world is lining up to support them and admonishing and condemning the attacker. This wouldn't have happened the same way 100 years ago. So you can see everything's getting better and better and better. And so these pockets of resistance are being released. The same thing is true in each and every one of your lives. Manifestation events will happen to illuminate pockets of resistance because you demand to be free. You do demand to be limitless. 
You demand to be abundant. You demand clarity. You will not sit idly by and, and exist with all these limiting beliefs. You made an agreement coming in here, all of you did. And you said, I will come in at this time and place. I will be born in this trajectory. I will adopt all these belief systems and I will break free of this illusion to discover who I truly am. Your ego wants to keep you safe, wants to hold you back. Your ego voice, depending on where you are on your journey, is either very strong and intense or mild. It'll always be there in some form. And as you move forward and forward and forward and embrace new inspiration and, and see things from a higher perspective, you'll uncover other limiting beliefs. And so the ego will always try to prevent you from processing any limiting belief and moving forward to understand who you are. This is part of the system, but the ego has no actual power over you. It's just the power of fear. And the fear might not even be seen as fear. Why can't I just sit down and write this three-page form, take 15, 20, 35 minutes to write this form? I know I will have benefit after doing it. I can push past the fear. And when you push past the fear, you show the universe that you are ready to move forward to new levels of clarity, joy, abundance, and freedom for yourself. When you do that, you hold on to that lifeline and it brings you up a little bit out of the illusion and towards the light and all the others around you will be seeing your ascension, either physically or non-physically. So think about this. Every time you're inspired to do something, realize it's not just for you. It's for those around you as well. It's for the mass consciousness of this planet as well. Every time you act on inspiration, you move one step closer to freeing humanity from the illusion. Wonderful question. Who's next? I would like to go. Jim. Okay, so you always say that um, when we process limiting beliefs, we're, we're seeing ourselves from a higher perspective. I know there's no gold standard or someone who has reached the highest perspective, maybe well-known people in history, Jesus, Buddha, these sorts of Gary, uh, you know, who see themselves from a higher perspective. We all have, we can't see ourselves from a higher perspective because we have a limited perspective. And I know that we have to process the limiting beliefs to get to the higher perspective to see it, but we're all here with infinite intelligence, might you give us a little uh, leapfrog to a higher perspective um, so that we may ascend more quickly? Do, does that question make sense? What do you think is wrong? Give us an example of anything you think is wrong. That's so hard when I'm on this call uh, because everything is right in the moment. Um, what's wrong? Um, my income is wrong. Excellent. So from your perspective, looking at your income, you say, I am lacking. This is a limited perspective based on your perception of yourself as a victim. If you took that same income and showed it to, let's just say 90% of the population of the world right now, they would say, this amount is staggering. We can't even imagine having that much. This would change our lives, our very lives. But of course, they're not a vibrational match to that income. You are. So you're 
off the cuff, based in your set of beliefs and your mental structure, you're saying that this amount is not enough. If you had a different mental structure, you would say that this amount is enough or is too much or is incredible or is paltry. It depends on the mental construct. Your current mental construct is seeing it as a limiting factor in your life. And you perceive that if this one thing was changed, then you would be more free, more abundant. You could do what you wanted to do. You could be more authentic. So you look at it from a higher perspective and say, if I'm the creator of my reality, why did I create this exact amount of income? There must be a reason for it. Of course, if it was more, I would have a harder time being authentic. If it was more, I would use it to pretend I was abundant, pretend I was free, to pretend I was actually powerful. If it was more, it would be a distraction. If it was more, it would solve all these problems I believe I have. But guess what? You're the creator of your reality. You are absolutely free and abundant. You can have, be, and do anything you want in this reality. And the thing you want more than anything else is to become authentic. You could not become authentic with any more or any less. So you created the exact amount of money that you had so that you would have to endeavor to push past fear and exist as it is right now and be, be, become authentic within that, within the framework of the reality that exists now. If it was different, there would be a different outcome. But because it's this exact amount of money, this is the best scenario for you to step outside and become authentic. Now, when you become authentic, it's what happens. You receive inspiration. That inspiration is going to bump up against tremendous fear. You're going to either act on the inspiration and push past that fear or not. If not, your income must stay where it is because you're still not being authentic. But if you take one step towards being more authentic, then your income has to change. But of course, you'll have inspiration. That inspiration would lead, lead you to a different income, an income that resonates with you being more authentic. Because what's happening here is your inner self is exactly aware of where you are now in your life, of what you intended to live, of how you're progressing in your journey of self-discovery. And it knows that, well, if you got double the pay right now, you might go off and do something else something that was not part of this trajectory. So you have to look at it from this higher perspective that you've created this. Why did you create it? Okay, why did I create it? Well, I have to deal with what people think of me. I have to deal with paying for things that I think are important, but other people might not appreciate because there's this perception of lack and that I have to be the provider and I can't go spending money willy-nilly on things that I'm interested in. And so the universe is testing you here. Okay, well, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to worry about their opinion and be limited by their opinion and stay in this small box, this comfort zone, because they might get upset if you do something else? Or are you going to say, no, I have an interest in this. I'm going to spend a bit of money on this. I'm going to tell them that I'm spending a bit of money on this. I'm going to tell them what I'm interested in. I'm going to let them know exactly who I am. 
even though it might cause them to be, feel fear and trigger their limiting beliefs and cause them to act on urges to change me, I'm going to stand firm in who I am. I'm going to be calm about all this. And I know that any feedback that I get from them is just showing me the wobble in my vibration or my limiting belief about this, these people and what, why they're here for. But of course, you created them as well. They're here for you as well. And everything's holding you back. Your ego's holding you back. The people in your life's holding you back. The amount of money you make is holding you back until you step out of those shackles and act on the inspiration you're acting on. Oh, sure, you'll act on inspiration that they can't see, that only people in this community can see. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And that's a perfect first step. But the next step is going to be, I'm interested in this. This is what I've learned. This is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do with the rest of my life. This is where I see my life going. I understand that you did not see this coming, that this is new for you, but something's turned on in me. And so I'm going to have to move in that direction. I hope you come along. If you can, that's great. I'll support you in every way I can. And if not, there's something bigger going on here in my life. Now, of course, the fear is that they won't come along, but you don't know that. You haven't given them the opportunity to see the authentic version of you. It's likely that they will be inspired to join you because why wouldn't they be? You created them. It'd be likely they would be in acceptance of your new approach to life. They are in your life for a reason. They just didn't get there by accident. Maybe by you becoming more authentic, you help them grab onto that same lifeline. You have basically been giving me the same answer for a year. <laughs> just be authentic, be authentic. Not um, just be authentic, but move towards more authentic authenticity when you can. Mm -hmm. You don't have to radically become the authentic version of yourself that exists in the non-physical living physical reality. For that's not the journey that you signed up for. That's not the exhilarating part of this. The exhilarating part of it is I can push past fear and act on this inspiration. And when you do, you become more authentic. Yeah. And then when you say, I feel too much fear to act on this inspiration, you can feel the tension and the inner conflict in that. And you can look at your life and look at your living bliss and say, why can't I move forward? Why is this fear too intense? What is going on here that's too intense? And know that you created the manifestation events. You created this mental construct. You created this conditions that exist right now so that you'd have the best opportunity to move forward. Whether you do or not, it's still an expense of life. But you must understand by now that you couldn't be so interested in this information and couldn't resonate with you if you weren't on this particular path towards authenticity and self-discovery. Yeah. Now, the exhilarating thing in this is that every time you become a little more authentic, you'll feel a little better. You'll be a little braver. You'll have a little more faith. And you'll see the results of these actions that are, that are made on inspiration. You see, this physical reality is all about this moving forward and feeling positive emotion moving forward and feeling gratitude and feeling appreciation and feeling joy and seeing how things change because you're moving forward and willing to put the ego aside and calm it down and process limiting beliefs and push past fear. 
whether you are the most authentic person in the world or the least authentic, it's not about anything other than the feeling of joy that you receive when you actually take one step towards more authenticity. The person who's living the most fear in the world may have just one moment of alignment. And compared to the fear that they're feeling, that one moment of alignment is such joy that that feeling cannot be experienced any other way. And so the entire life of fear is worth it for that one moment of joy, because that one moment of joy is such a contrast between how they're normally feeling in fear. So it's always about this feeling, the feeling that you get from being more authentic, the feeling that you get from acting on inspiration, the feeling that you get from seeing the results of this, the feeling you get from connecting more towards everything in reality, the feeling that you get from leaning in, the feeling that you get from gaining more confidence and clarity. That's what this is all about. The feeling that you get from manifesting something you think you want, like more income, is zero. There's no feeling in it because you will not change how you feel just because something manifests in your outside reality. The feeling comes from you consciously moving forward. Okay. That was wonderful. I just wanted to circle back to my original question, which was um, when, so when I listen back to the podcast, you always say, see yourself from a higher perspective. And I think yeah, but we're limited there. So I try to go in a human way to like, who's a human who I believe sees themselves from a higher perspective. So maybe somebody like Bruno Mars, right? Guy is uh, super talented. Uh, he's got, you know, successful. He seems like he's a joyful person. He could be a total train wreck. I don't know. But you know, but how does someone like that see themselves from a higher perspective and how can we apply that to ourselves in general? So this was sort of a general question. You gave me a very specific answer to me, which I appreciate, but um, I don't know. Can you elaborate? Practice. He picks up a guitar when he's 12 years old. He's a little bit better today than it was yesterday. He gets himself into alignment because he thinks I'm good on this instrument, whatever the instrument is. In that state of alignment, he receives the inspiration for a song. He lets it come through miggly-piggly. It comes out on the paper. And he feels the rush of excitement of creating something. Maybe it's not that good, but he plays around it, plays with the friends. People give him a little feedback. And he feels a little bit, little bit more confident. So the next day, he practices again, and he practices again, and he practices again. And 20 years later... He's Bruno Mars. And in that one area of life that he's practiced every day and saw himself a little bit better than he did the day before, in that area of his life, he feels like he can conquer the world. In other areas of his life, well, maybe it's a side effect of this. And so income could be a side effect of this higher perspective of himself as a musician. And maybe relationships aren't the same thing, or maybe health isn't the same thing, or maybe satisfaction is not the same thing. But in the one area of his life, he has practiced enough to get to a higher vibration where the inspiration flows and the fear is not so present. So when he has the inspiration to sit down and write a song, he says, I can do this. I've done it before. It's natural. It should come to me. I expect it to come to me. I'm one of the best songwriters in the history of the world. 
I have all these hits. I have all these fans. I have all this proof that I'm an awesome songwriter. Now, he doesn't specifically know how the system of reality works. He just knows that when he's passionate about something, he gets a little bit better every day because he's, he has the desire, he has the interest, it's enjoyable, the whole thing's fun. It's not effort and struggle for him. Other musicians, it's effort and struggle. Other musicians don't get the inspiration. Other musicians are technically pro proficient, but aren't comfortable showing what they write to someone else or performing what they write to someone else. Same with artists and inventors. There's some who have practiced this higher vibration, seeing themselves from a higher perspective every day without even knowing how the universe works. Now, you know how the universe works. So you can practice. And how do you practice? You maintain your alignment. You receive a little bit of inspiration. And you act on the inspiration. See what is the outcome of that inspiration without knowing what the outcome could be. You see what it is. And you say, oh, look at that. Just that little bit of action created this amazing ripple effect. And this creating a momentum towards more and more and more. And I can do it in this area of my life, in this area of my life, in this area of my life, and every area of my life can be lit up brightly because I see myself as the creator, not just of my career or my music or my business, as the creator of my entire reality. And I see that reality as me. Yeah, I get that now with the practice, like at the first tinge, if I can catch it at the first tinge of negative emotion, I go, no, wait, this is perfect. And that's and my, who practice. else does that? You. And those here and very few others. So you are already the rock star that you wish to be. Who's next? Joshua, I have a question. Yes, right now. Um, this question got triggered by your first answer to Harold when you brought up Ukraine um, and the worldwide support for for their freedom. So I've I've been wondering, you know, why isn't there that same worldwide support for Yemen or Syria? And then what confuses me about um, the actions of the American government is they're appalled by Russian behavior of bombing Ukraine. Yet it, America itself is bombing Syria, uh, Yemen, L Libya, and has been bombing so many places for almost 40 years and has toppled governments. So I, I get confused because it doesn't make sense to me that that is what the American people want. I mean, so are you wishing for a consistent foreign policy, a consistent national policy, a consistency within all forms of government, a agreement among the members of government, a coalition from the community and the population of that country that is engaged in the affairs of the government, more freedom, more care, more love, more hope, more joy, more abundance, more connection within the community without within the worldwide. Is this what you would like to see happen? Well, I, can you ask that again? The 
what you're looking at now from your perception is the government of Splinter. It has one reaction over here, one reaction over here. It ignores this thing over there. It treats these people not as well as these people. It seems unfair. It seems like it changes every two weeks. Would you like more consistency within the government? More, um, more agreement within the government, more agreement within what the citizenry really wants. All of this is helping you move towards what you want. It's helping them move towards what they want because they want the same thing too. But when they get into that situation and they're looking at it as if it's a problem, whenever the government is looking at something as a problem, they are in the consciousness of fear and they're just acting on urges to try and get what they think they lack. They will use whatever means to justify their action because they believe that that action will lead to what they want. That action taken in fear will never lead to what they want. It's always to the exploration of the inauthentic version of what you think America is or what you think Great Britain is or whatever you think that country is. It always leads to the, to the inauthentic or the exploration of fear. But as they go through this exploration of fear, then all these things pop up. There's all this inspiration, inspirational moments that pop up and causes people to want to make new creations, make new agreements, create new governments, create new, new systems in place. And so if you can look at it from a higher perspective of a timeline and imagine yourself in the year 2050, living in the society that you dream of, looking back at 2022 and saying that, well, all of this was leading there and all these things had to happen to get where you want to go. And all this stuff was flushing out all the inconsistencies and the unfairness and the resistance to get to where you want to go. Now, if you look back 100 years, it was obviously much different, much worse, much less caring, much more less supportive, much more you're on your own, every, every man for themselves. So imagine coming from a society where it's fundamentally every man for yourself to we're all in this together. It's all coming from separation and disconnection. There's all these countries and they're all separate and maybe they're formed some sort of alignments, alliance, but if you're born in that country, you're basically stuck there and you can travel to this country and that country and that country, but not that country, that country. Your freedom is limited. And now you see borders opening up, you see coalitions moving around, you see people in acceptance of each other more so due to technology and your ability to share ideas. And it's all leading to we're all one. We're all connected. We will all support each other. There will be those more in fear than others. And the, those that are more in fear will, will be supported by those who are less in fear. You will all be bringing yourself to a newer and better society. And so all of these things that are going on are just manifestations of that law of attraction bringing you what you want. But if you see it as bad, you're not helping. You're in resistance. If you see it as good from the higher perspective, then you can pick out the ideas that will support everyone else. You can reach for new thoughts and new inspiration. And you can do what you can do from you where you are in your life. You don't have to change the world. You change your mental construct about what you think things are. 
And as you look at everything from a higher perspective, knowing everything is getting better and better and better and better. And you look at it over the last, whatever timeline you want, you could take it from the last 2000 years or even the last hundred years. You know that everything is getting better. Every single thing is getting better. And the, the fissures or the little eruptions, the little volcanoes that are taking place here and there and there and that part of your society and that other country over there, they're all releasing the resistance and bringing it to the surface. So now you know that there is much less to fear, much less to fear. You thought, maybe thought Russia was a superpower and now you're realizing they have no real power. You see that they thought that they could walk in and overturn this other country easily because from their perception, it was just part of them anyway. And now they're realizing, no, we want freedom. And freedom, which is aligned with love, is far more powerful than anything that's aligned with fear. And you can see the freedom and the love being manifested in such inspiring ways that are readily available for the rest of the world to see. And so this gives rise to other populations to say, I will not be overrun by another country or even my own government. I am going to move personally towards more freedom. And you see acts of bravery and courage and people doing wonderful things based on this desire for freedom. And so you're seeing freedom, which is aligned with love, march forward, and you have nothing to fear because free, any idea that's aligned with love is so much more powerful than any idea that's aligned with fear. And the love as it's being manifest in the individual within each population as a whole, as that love is being brought forward, first through seeing things of inspiring ideas and then through their own desires, and then through those of you who are now choosing to look at everything from a higher perspective, this is causing a effect that's gaining momentum and will reach this point where it'll seem ridiculous to have armies. It'll seem ridiculous to have borders. It'll seem ridiculous that someone is born into that country and they could never leave that country. It will seem ridiculous that someone is born into poverty and they would have no chance to have an education or better themselves in any way. It would seem ridiculous. Now it seems acceptable. Oh, you're born in Yemen? That's the life you have. Oh, you're born in a village in Africa? That's the life you have. You want to get out of it? Not possible. In just a few years, that idea will seem ridiculous to you. And all of this is happening right now to move the entire consciousness of the planet to a much higher vibration, so a much higher expectation of what it is to live life as a human on this planet in this time, a much higher expectation for freedom and abundance and connection, information, education, wealth prosperity, giving back to the planet and helping others. Everything is working towards this. So there is no wrong. So, is, so by what you're saying, um, there's more love and less fear in the people of Ukraine who are fighting for their freedom versus the people of Syria, like the people of Syria are living more in fear. So imagine that your country has been communist and then a democracy. And you have some people in that society and certainly the conversations of those who lived in both 
possibilities. And they realize what it's like to be free. And they're willing to fight for that compared to another part of the world that's really living under the dogma of a religion. And they believe that this religion mandates that they act this way. They're not fighting for love in the same way that the Ukrainians are. They're fighting for this conditioning that's been imposed upon them. And so that conditioning could be based in fear. And so they're fighting from a place of fear. They're far less effective in that. And of course, that's manifesting itself into change as well. And we'll move forward and forward and forward. It's a completely different thing here in this situation. And the idea that those who are fighting for their freedom compared to the Russian attackers who are simply doing what they're told to do, not fully believing in their mission, wishing they weren't there, wishing they were actually living in Ukraine or the West themselves, this conflict conflict is really not equal on any terms. If you have a situation where one religion hates another religion and they're both fighting each other in fear, there's no power or energy. And so there's, it's an equal sort of battle. If you believe that one ideology is fighting against another ideology, they're both doing this in fear. We're going to overtake your country because you're a bad person and you're doing bad things to your people. And we think that that's bad. And so we're going to go in there and change things around. Well, nobody's committed to that. Nobody thinks there's any benefit in that. There's just a few that are milling about trying to cause a ruckus and it never works out. This is a different situation, but all of these things are simply pockets of resistance that are flowing themselves so that everyone can observe what's happening and they can change their perception of the thing. And they can realize that what we thought before makes no sense now. And we will not go back to how it was before because we've come too far already. Just like in your personal life, what you have learned now by paying attention to these conversations makes it so it's impossible for you to go back. You are filled with more love and freedom and abundance now. You are not going to be conditional and allow outside conditions to cause you to feel negative emotion. Maybe you would have 10 years ago. Maybe you would just put up your arms and say, there's nothing we can do about the situation. It's so terrible. The government's terrible. Everyone's terrible. This is a terrible thing. Now you know that you can't do that anymore because it's the perception of the victim. When you realize you're the creator, you say, okay, if I'm going to be proactive in this situation, I realize I feel negative emotion when looking at all these conflicts around the world. I'm the creator of this reality. So I'm not going to be influenced by what other people are exploring over there. They are welcome to their exploration. And all I, I can see this as resistance bubbling up to the surface so they can be dealt with and new ideas and new belief systems can pop out of this. I can see that we're all going on this journey forward to more freedom and more abundance and more connection, more love. I see where this is all going. So my part in this is to realize that there is nothing wrong going on out there and that everything is right. And so I'm going to change my perspective and look at it from the higher perspective, whether it's 
my car breaking down or the government doing something I don't like or some stupid law being passed or some neighbor doing something I don't like, whatever it is, those conditions cannot affect me because I am no longer living a conditional life. I'm living an unconditional life. And with that, we are complete. Well, I hope you enjoyed another amazing episode. There is so much more going on here. There's a lot of information that you may not really be understanding yet, but if you keep with it, you'll start to get it. You'll start to sink in because as you raise your vibration by thinking of yourself in these higher terms, you'll have access to more information. The information that's come through now is really about how to get out of this belief system that we have that is not true. And then to understand who we truly are and see ourselves from a higher perspective, raise our vibration. And when we do that, we come out of the solution. We start to, to get more clarity and then new information comes in. And that's what these past couple months have been all about is moving away from that old approach to life into this radically new approach to life, which to most people would seem like, you know, doesn't make sense to them, but they're just so much into the illusion that they can't see what the law of attraction is. They can't see the benefit in being positive. They can't see the benefit in, you know, not watching the news, not complaining, you know, not acting on urges to change conditions, not trying to control everything. Once you start getting practiced at that, you stop watching the news, you stop complaining, you stop gossiping, you stop all these limiting things that we take for granted that we're just addicted to, you automatically raise your vibration and then you get more clarity and then it becomes even more obvious. And it takes a while. It takes, you know, takes some time to get there. We've been doing this now. I've been doing this now for uh, since 2013. So it's close to nine years of doing this. And where I am now compared to where I was back then is just a radically different thing. It's all through being immersed in this and through reading and watching other things. And then when the boot camp came out, that really changed everything for me. And then when now we have the Ascension experience too. So that's an add on to the boot camp. after that. It just takes you to higher and higher levels. So it's even hard for me to explain this to other people who aren't, you know, listening to this, because what I'm thinking of now is such an advanced level. It's all so clear. It's so obvious. And I can immediately pick out what's the issue with other people, where they're you know, doubts and fears are where their limiting beliefs are. And I go, well, yeah, well, that's why you're having this problem. You have this limiting belief. That's why you had this issue because you have fear in that area. This is why you're living a limited life because you don't think of yourself in higher terms and you think that you're just stuck where you are. Well, that's not true at all. We are, we can have, be, and do anything in this reality, but we have to first see ourselves as who we truly are and adopt this new approach to life. Uh, Please like and subscribe to this podcast. It really helps. You can always unsubscribe if you want to. If you could leave a review, that's amazing. Uh, share this with your friends on Facebook. The more people we get into this, the bigger it grows, the more momentum. When we'll reach a sort of a critical mass at some point. It's, you know, it's getting bigger and bigger, bigger. This uh, podcast is hitting the charts in many, many countries all over the world. So it's doing quite well. And your support is why it's doing well. So I thank you for all that, and I hope you have a wonderful week. If you want to contact me about the boot camp, I really suggest that at least have that phone call with me. It's a fun phone call. lasts about a half hour. I'll explain the whole thing, and I'll be able to identify what's going on in your life. And by the time you're done with that call, you'll know for sure if the boot camp is right for you. So push past your fear. Send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. 
and we'll have a conversation. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next time.